I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow geeks sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 101. More or less. Point something something. <laughs> Asterisk. For We're going to do this forever now. Yep. <laughs> Point one, two, six, seven. Um, and uh, and the audio is much better now. Oh, just listen, listen to the rich... Rich fidelity. Though I cannot tell you how many people sent me messages going, I'm looking at your face right now. And then putting, like showing me either pictures of them looking at my face or like snippets of video. Caitlin did not appreciate when I made a GIF from the episode 100 video. Did not. I thought I was doing something. I thought I was giving her the greatest gift I could ever give her. I was making her into the thing she loves the most, which is an animated GIF, but. No. Nope, she was not not about it. Little uh, little tight with me on that one. Uh, I I appreciate that <laughs> other people think my face is great. I do not feel that way about my face. So when people send me things with my face as part of it, I get a little frustrated and go, "Ugh, my face." So Definitely head to Cafe Press <laughs> and make up all the items no. with Caitlin's face on them Please that you can possibly don't. manufacture. Uh, if you'd like to chart Caitlin's progression on her relationship with her face, there are a few <laughs> over the past hundred and some odd episodes. There are a few ways you can do that. Primarily SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. Give us a follow on there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. It's where all hundred plus episodes in our archives are hanging out. While you're there, yeah. you may see a button. Mm-hmm. That button says Apple Podcast. Oh, it says subscribe. Oh, sorry. Subscribe. My, my mistake. See, I, I have never needed to do that because <laughs> I helped make the show. Um, <laughs> but, so it says subscribe. And this is a magical, it's like a Narnia button. It does. It is. It yes. takes you to a new land. The, the wardrobe opens up and you walk through and it's the land of Apple Podcasts. Yes. And there. Apple Podcasts is just a, such a wonderful land. It is. It's a magical land. You don't have to do anything. Except a little bit more clicking. It's like, would you like things automated for you? Then tap this button that says subscribe. And the second you do, all your needs will be attended to. By Chauncey, the Geek Down Internet Elf. Sir Chauncey Frostilicus Third, LLB, Esquire, Certified Personal Trainer. Uh, elf of the People. The People's Knight. <laughs> Freer of the Fair Folk. He is here to slide on his rainbow of friendship and deliver episodes of The Geek Down directly to your device. You don't have to do anything. He's nope. going to do it for you. He, you know what he does appreciate, though? What? He really appreciates uh, stars and and comments. He does. If you would like to take a moment to leave a rate and review on The Geek Down Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, we would love that. We would really appreciate that. And so would Chauncey. You don't want to let Chauncey down. Don't do it for us. Two for Chauncey. Yeah. He's the one who delicately shoves Geek Down episodes into your ear hole. Lovingly into your ear hole. Yeah. Although I've heard, we we have a very solid like number of rates and reviews on there as it is. Yeah. 
as many, if not more, some other more notable podcasts. Ooh. I'm going to say. I got takes coming. Oh. Uh, Ta- oh, takes are on their way, guys. <laughs> we haven't even gotten through the, the beginning spiel, oh, and takes are coming. Takes are burbling. Um, but I've heard that apparently, like, that's not an aggregate of everything. It's like just Canada because I'm on the Canadian store. Oh. And you might see different ones if you go to like the American what? Apple Power iTunes, Apple Podcasts store, whatever. And it's normally that's pretty that's a pretty painless, you know, thing. You can switch over to look and preview things. You might not be able to buy something because you need like an American credit card or bank account or something, but you yeah. can at least switch the store you're looking at. Uh, but I couldn't even do that because I have like 73 cents on a <laughs> On an, on an iTunes credit that I haven't used, and they're like, "You got to spend that before you can look at it." So, if anybody's American, if you just want to like look at our uh, rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts and let us know how let we're us, looking, yeah, because I'd be very curious. Yeah, just send. You know what? You know how you can do that. Set her up, teed her up, and she was right there. <laughs> slobbed it right at her. I was like, "Come on, girl! I know you got it for me," and she was right there for me. Right there. You know there. what that is? That's just two fucking people who have just been mm, up top and just been at this. <laughs> Ins and outs. You know what we're thinking. Finishing each other's sandwiches. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made a frozen reference. This is the best day. Um, so you could do that. You could let us know by either Twitter at GeekdownPod. Yeah. Um, Instagram. All the kids are on at GeekdownPod. All the kids. By kids, I mean anyone younger than I am. Um, and you could do that by our Gmail, which is GeekdownPod at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And someone will get back to you. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Um, also, finally, the probably the best way to get a hold of us. Yeah. Is our Facebook group. Yes. Which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. I was thinking about all the outstanding messages I've got on Facebook. <laughs> Speaking of all the things that are outstanding for the podcast. Yeah. If you have uh, an inkling of making this be partly my, my, my actual job. Our job. <laughs> Our job. Possibly. Um, you could support us on Patreon if you feel like it. You could. You could go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod and find out all the information on the ways you can support this podcast to ensure that, like, because listen, you've all been very supportive. Unbelievably About supportive. episode 100. Yes. We've had a lot of support, a lot of feedback, a lot of people who are thankful just to see our faces, see us hanging out, having a good time. You know I will never listen to that episode again. Never. I listened to it to edit it, and that's it. I'm done. As far as I'm concerned, episode 100 doesn't exist. <laughs> and I was so looking forward to it, you guys. Why shouldn't I look forward to it? I wanted to celebrate our accomplishment. Couldn't even couldn't even celebrate our accomplishment, because all I hear when I try to listen back to it is just... <laughs> like, all I hear is fucking terrible. So, I we need a mixer. Got to get a mixer. And I... And after we get a mixer, maybe we can get some soundproofing or some egg curtains to put up on the wall around here so my fucking neighbor and his sex parties don't bleed through into the microphones anymore. You can leave that in? Yes. <laughs> just just saying. Sex parties! Woo! But so not many so sex parties. So many Sunday sex parties, which I mean, I get it. There's not a lot to do on a Sunday, but like... Well, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. Maybe he should do a podcast. Start a podcast! <laughs> <laughs> So thank Take you. Take it out of the bathroom for fuck's sake. Thank you for being so supportive. A. B. We are working. We're saving up for a mixer. The point is, we've been talking about a mixer forever. And I listen. I'm not going to insult y'all's intelligence. Y'all can do math. You can be like, well, wait a minute. 
Sometimes we've taken the Patreon donations to help with Caitlin's transit accommodations. Things, it's, it's a lot of transit. It's a lot of transit. Two hours every week. It's a lot. And like, listen, there are other it's, things it's four we've hours had to every do. Week. <laughs> I just was saying that. I just need you to know. Four hours every week. Um, and up to this point, there was never really anything like nudging the mixer until I had to edit episode 100. Yeah. And um, we know I haven't um, seen the episode because I refuse <laughs> to watch my face. Caitlin will never watch it. To her, it doesn't exist because <laughs> Jordan will never listen to it because he hates the audio and Caitlin will never watch it because she hates her big round face. Yeah. Even though her face is fine. Um, so just, you know, your contributions help make the show better. Yes. I already know the mixer we're getting. He circled it. He's put stars. There's a picture of it up on his wall. I've circled it on a tablet so there's an undo button so I can uncircle it at a moment's notice because <laughs> that's how I operate. Um, but I think we're looking good. I think Steve's music in Toronto will have it. I can just go down and I can get it. And I think maybe once the February patronage gets processed and I can finally irritate Caitlin with live inline <laughs> drops. <laughs> Great. Among other things. Great. For no other reason, tell your friends to... To patronage this show so I can actually make a soundboard to annoy Caitlin with. So fun. So fun. She's so excited. So excited. And they never made it to episode 200. (laughs) Um, Though I have to say there are other things on the Patreon. You're like, yeah, supporting the show, fun, but like what else can I get? And there's levels. Levels of one, five... 10, 25? Yeah, that there? I haven't done that spiel yep. in so long. Um, and, of course, the Misha level. The Misha special, $3. Yeah. Or apparently any amount you <laughs> want to put in. If you go off book, you're part of the Misha special. Yeah. And your name will be will be rattled off ad infinitum. Ooh. Ooh. We do have to mention something. We do? Thank you to Chris Kozak. Oh, thank you to Chris Kozak. Chris Kozak upped his contribution from $1 to $5. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris Kozak. Chris Kozak will get now access to the Patreon feed. And Jordan Mulcate will say his name several times during the podcast. <laughs> thank you, Chris Kozak. Thank you, Chris Kozak. Uh, Patreon feed, you get show previews, the Geek Down playlist when I remember to do one or I'm so inspired. Uh, Caitlin is long overdue to I, do I one. I was going to say, I have one I'm inspired to do. Then do it. Yeah, you're going to hate it, but everyone else is going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> then do it, because your man's has been working way too much lately, and he did some Patreon promo for episode 100 and did the preview for the episode you are currently listening to, and then was like, you could do a playlist. Oh, <laughs> so. Good times. Get, get your Caitlin music on. Yeah. It's going to be great. Coming soon. Um, well. Well. What have you been doing? Um, it is What have the, you been doing with your life? It, the, what have I been doing? It's it's the busiest time of year um, at where I work. How? It's uh, what we call startup. I work at a second at a, a post-secondary institution. Yeah, but they've like been in classes for like um, well, three weeks. Ago. No, they have not because of the strike. So things got pushed. Oh, right. there was so a if you strike. don't know, there was a big strike in uh, the province of Ontario in Canada um, and it affected all the colleges. And so everything got pushed back. So instead of startup being really at the very beginning of January, it was mid to late January. Uh, so we're almost done. We've got Monday, Tuesday left and then things calm down a bit. Um, but as it is all day long, I have students coming in the office. I'm fr- sort of frontline support in some ways. So I help them with things like registration and answering questions. And uh, unfortunately, because it is an institution 
um, that is run by kind of, a, it's sort of a government institution in a way. Um, there is a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of people making them go to different places across the campus. Mm. So by the time they come to me, they're like really frustrated and they've been like, <laughs> they've been walking for miles and they don't know what's going on anymore. So there's a lot of like helping people the best I can. So it's been very, very busy. And then I've been coming home and passing out. And who doesn't love that? I love that. <laughs> do you love that, Jordan? Been doing do that you? a lot lately. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, do I have anything for updates this week? Nah. <laughs> it's just a lot of passing out. Just sleeping. Well, should I get into like the biggest update of all? Well, I mean, we have we have no we have no format here. There was a news story I saw that I wanted to mention, but I'll get to that later. I, I'm more interested in discussing why Caitlin McKinnon felt the need, <laughs> I believe within hours of episode one hundred being recorded. Yeah. It was the same day, I think. You've yeah. already gone home. Caitlin kicks in the door <laughs> of my Facebook Messenger <laughs> to tell me that something happened on Star Trek this week. Yeah. Or last week. And all I have seen since are take pieces from nerd blogs. Some are very much about this. Some are saying it's time to rage quit Star Trek. Like they are out. Right. IO9 was out. Black girl nerds, they were in. Right. Caitlin McKinnon, you never said if you were in or you were out. You were just like, <laughs> I'm in. You're in. All right. But I mean, like, as, as we had, there's a little asterisk there saying this is not Star Trek. It's not Star Trek. This is like new world Star Trek. So, uh, from what I'm gathering, is the whole crux of the season has been the mirror universe. Yes. In the mirror universe, if you are like me and only know it as a trope lifted and used on community, yeah. is that there's a. It's basically the bizarro world. It's the universe where the bizarro world versions of yourself are. It's a dark timeline. Yes. It's always like the evil version of you that is also bisexual because you're evil. Um, <laughs> like always, this is also and and everyone has and like, Spock had a goatee. Which and is everyone what, has very interesting facial hair. Yeah, that, that was that was the joke on Community where they all yeah. start wearing goatees because it was the darkest timeline. Yeah. So Star Trek has. Um, Star Trek Discovery. We're talking about. Yes, yeah, sorry, but Star Trek in general, every. Every um, show, so TNG, Voyager, they always, at least for one episode, sort of explore the dark timeline or mm. a dark timeline that have, has similarities. Um, there is something called the Terran Empire, um, specifically in Star Trek Enterprise that like nobody watched. Um, <laughs> I have not seen it, actually. They um, There are more clues to what you're getting in Discovery than any of the other dark timelines that are explored. So there's this thing called the Terran Empire. They're very xenophobic. They've enslaved a whole bunch of alien races, um, humans, rah, rah, rah. And the whole, yes, the whole crux is that they've used this crazy futuristic um, mushroom network that spreads all across space and the universe um, and has, have, like, into uh, another universe and they start meeting or in some way encountering their dark timeline selves. The cast of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. It, not everyone, but in some ways. In some, it's just they know about them, so they're impersonating their dark selves. Mm -hmm. um, in other cases, um, you're actually seeing the characters. So at this point, if you have not watched... Discovery and you are looking forward to watching Discovery, you need to peace out for a couple minutes. Cling on titties, yo. <laughs> Leave, go, take a break, grab gonna, some tea. There's going to be cling on titties if you needed something to nudge you for or against. Or ignore that part if you are not there for Klingon <laughs> uh, breasts. Um, and I'm about to talk, go into it. 
So, leave. Go. Joe's going to pretend this makes any sense to him whatsoever okay. and be excited for Caitlin regardless. So, I'm pretty good at figuring things out long before they happen. Yeah. Same with senior correspondent, especially when it comes to Star Trek. We're very like, I we predict things, we theorize a lot. He actually made a couple really good calls. One, so the Terran Empire has an emperor. Obviously, it's an empire. Um, I can't remember who it is in the in Enterprise. I've been told. I just can't remember. In this one, he was like, I bet you anything it's going to be. I hope it's Michelle Yeoh. He kept on saying, it'd be really cool if it was Michelle Yeoh. I was like, ah. Who's not been seen since she died in the first episode, couple, episodes. couple episodes. Yeah. It was fucking Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I saw a photo of her looking real badass and some. She was amazing. Um, also a cannibal. <laughs> Anyways, that's a, that's a side note. Um, so throughout, again, uh, you're seeing characters, their dark timeline. You're, you're finding out about dark timeline characters. Um, you know that the captain, Lorca, um, is dead, as well as um, the main character, Michael Burnham. Her character has a sp- was supposedly had supposedly died so they both she impersonated Michael coming back with Lorca because he was an enemy of the state blah 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 in the dark time in the dark timeline so Lorca's he's put into sort of like these torture chambers that's all about like causing crazy amounts of pain um uh Burnham is sort of interacting with the with the Michelle Yo M character, the Michelle Yeoh Emperor character, can tell that this is a different Michael. It's not her Michael Burnham. And she goes, um, you know, uh, they start talking about Lorca, and all of a sudden, Michael, and as soon as Michael starts to realize it, I start to realize it, the Captain Lorca from the Good Timeline is not Captain Lorca from the Good Timeline. He's from the Dark Timeline! (laughs) Which is awesome, because the whole fucking time, I'm like, He's an evil captain. Like, everyone knows this, and they're having all, you know, everyone's pissed off about this. He's an evil captain, and captains aren't supposed to be like this. Well, they are in our dark timeline, and I was so happy, and I did not catch on, which is, I was surprised that they surprised me. That's probably why I'm so excited more than (laughs) anything, is that I'm not surprised very easily. And I was like, what? Amazing. So yeah, blew my mind. I was so happy. And um, yeah, because the whole time I was like, he's fucking evil. He's so evil. Anyways, so I'm very excited about next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Did that make sense? Did you follow along a little? Like 40%. Okay, well, pretty sure. Um, that's not bad. I'm excited. You're excited. I am so excited. So yes. So I busted in your your Facebook chat. <laughs> I was like, ah, so fucking good. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so I don't get IO9 saying to like rage quit. I'm like, why? That was amazing. That the was- criticism was just twist for twist's sake. It's M. Night Shyamalan by way of Star oh, Trek. Oh, it is not. There's something about it even had plants involved. Like, Oh, what? It's just, these are the takes. The takes are out there. They're flying. Oh, geez. Well, other people's something takes about, are wrong. So, is Orca played by Anthony Rapp? Who's Anthony Rapp on this show? No, he's the doctor. Okay. I don't know. He's got a... Somebody's... Is Anthony Rapp playing a gay guy on the show? Yes. Okay. And his lover died or something? Which was stupid. And they're like, oh, it's fridging your gaze again, or it's... Or burying your gaze, or dimming yeah. your gaze, whatever it is. 
And it's like, oh, but then they get a flat. He gets to hang out with the evil mirror universe version of his lover or something. And he's not the evil mirror universe of his lover. It's just his lover who is trying to protect him. I don't know. <sighs> People, come on, pay attention. Okay, I'm the one not paying attention because I'm trying to spit back a, <laughs> you know, a, a take from a. Hey, I do agree. Article I read like five hours ago. I was so upset that they killed the doctor. I was so pissed about that. Um, so that is something I'm not definitely not happy about. I'm hoping he finds though his evil universe lover, and he's actually like a renegade and trying to fight against the system, and then he brings him back into their universe. That's what I'm hoping. Probably not, but you know, I can hope. Well, I. Coming to grips with something I, I've suspected for a long time now, Uh-oh. but really just kind of have to um, come to accept, I think. Uh-oh. I think I'm washed, Kate. What does that mean? I think I'm officially washed. What's washed? It's just when, like, as Urban Dictionary describes it, you used to be the shit, but now you ain't shit. Uh-oh. It just means when you're completely, like, the culture has completely just left you. You, it, you tra- uh, The culture has transcended you? Has like, sure. Has like, that, that inspires it's better than where I'm at. I'm not. I'm not going to give it that much. Oh, I see. I see. It's just. It's. It's. You're not. No longer part of the culture. I mean, and listen. I've already accepted this about rap music. Yeah. I tried listening to the Migos album yesterday as I shaved my head. Mm. 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 <laughs> that wasn't a good. Mm. Walking and talk it. 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 Is, that is this annoying yet? Walking and talk it. A little bit. Walking and talk it. Tiny. That's basically tiny the, that's the Migos album in 20 seconds. Um, so I've already accepted this about things like fashion and music. Right. But, you know, I thought I thought anime was going to be a safe space for me. Uh-oh. But I've been out there listening to some of these, catching up on some of these, uh, you know, 2017 best of wrap-ups Uh-oh. out there. Oh, no. What, what what do people like? What do people like out there? First of all, these are uh, Audio Technica microphones. I believe they are the they are the ATR two one hundred okay. USBs. Okay. You can get them on Amazon. They're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Y'all, I'm begging you. Just go out and buy these fucking microphones, please. I don't understand how I live in a world where podcasts that get 10 times the traffic we do. Yeah. Sound, t- sound 10 times worse than ours. Because they're talking about anime. Does that mean that they have to use their fucking gaming headset mics? Like, It's what they've got on hand. And people like them for talking about anime. Maybe we should talk more about anime. <sighs> okay, let's talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean yell angrily about it. Because, first of all, yeah, buy the mics. Secondly... Somebody had the audacity to put Kimono Friends on their top five. Oh. <laughs> I will give credit where due. The panelist on, this was the Anime News Network. Right. Uh, year in wrap up. The panelist at least had the good sense to uh, admit that Kimono Friends looks like algorithmically generated YouTube content. Like it just. Right. <laughs> it just looks bad. Or as we say around these parts, garbage. <laughs> But you can't give a thing a pass on your best of list for saying it's a phenomenon. I like Grape Coon as much as anyone else. Rest in peace, God. <laughs> but like, I'm not putting Kimono Friends on my fucking top five because it was a thing. 
Grape Coon. Grape Coon. Rest in peace. Rest in and peace. And listen, spoiler alert, I'm 90% sure they're all just going to say Maiden Abyss was their best of the year anyway. So I'm at least on that. Right. At least, I'm at least hanging there. I've seen one person mention Recreators. Seriously? On any of these that I've watched. Really? It was Giguk, who's apparently one of the like top anime vloggers. Right. Which already, if that's your, that's on your business card. Mm. <laughs> but of the two titans who I only know they exist because I think they beefed with each other once and yeah. the anime vlogger beef is like, that's the most hysterical beef in the is world. Is that the I best can, beef? It's, it's, is it better than like... That is great A beef. Is it better than when we brought beef? What was our beef? Well, who'd we have beef with? I thought who we brought we beef with? at some point to something. I don't know. Anime vlogger beef is the most pitiful beef I could ever oh. think of, but it was between... Uh, and. Google it yourself. I don't even care enough to fact check it, but I'm pretty sure Gigok had a brief uh, beef with a guy named Digibro, who Digibro is legit come for me. Everything that's wrong with anime fandom. Like he makes right. he makes a good point every once in a while, but his own like cult of personality built into himself is just bro, bro is in your title. Like I can't. Yeah, it's a problem. I'm out. Um, Gigo was the only guy who mentioned recreators out of anything. I saw. Um, so that's like part one of like why Jordan is washed. Washed, on, on guys. Anime, part one. Part two is just. Uh, so I'm still trying it with the whole Devil Man Crybaby thing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, senior correspondent and I stumbled over that. And he, went, he was like, what's this? I'm like, nothing. And I was like flicking Uh-oh. through really quickly. Nothing. You saw nothing. So having dug up a little more. I have many. Let me walk this through, friends. Um, this has been the subject of a couple post work stoop smoke talking to myself rants. As I work out things I want to say on the podcast a lot of times. Right. Okay. Um, the issue ultimately for me with Devilman Crybaby is that I'm not going to ultimately stack. It's January. I'm not slapping the oh, anime of the year title on it like immediately. One, because it's January and let's not shit ourselves. Two, because. Yeah. I think this show, despite its adherence to the source material, yeah, because I've since gone back and watched some things, and like I remember Devil Man from being a thing on like a manga video sizzle reel on like a VHS tape I bought for Macross Plus, right? Like, <laughs> okay, so from a while ago, yeah, you know, like Devil Man been around. And they make things every once in a while. And maybe I just didn't know that originally, like, Devilman was this graphic and it ends with basically the apocalypse and a fight against Satan. And in all of the light spoilers for Devilman Crybaby, in all of the versions of this, Akira, our hero, basically becomes super disillusioned with humanity because when humanity finds out that he's Devilman, they basically go to the house of the family he's been staying with, murder everyone there. And parade his love interest head on a pike. Oh, that's horrifying. This has always happened yeah. in Devilman. So I can't fault Yuasa for that. Right. Like that stuff's always been there. But what can you fault him for? Ooh, he just really seems to revel in it a little bit too much for my sake. Right. Like you've got these beats in the story that have always been there. But like when you're having your really emotional moment where it's clear that Mickey's going to die. Yeah. And granted, I haven't watched the show from front to back. I've just watched clips. 
Umiki is fleeing from her attackers before like basically her spine gets cut out of her body. Uh, like, uh. And some guy with a bowie knife like shunks down the entire length oh, of her spine. Oh, God. As she's envisioning like track and passing a baton in a relay race is a, is a very like large symbolic motif on this show. Uh. It's a touching. The piano music is beautiful before her tragic murder. As you're showing her get into position in the starting blocks, you don't have to frame the shot so that she sticks her pussy in the camera. You just don't. That's weird. You don't. Don't fucking tell me that it's like, oh, it's all about repressed sexual desires and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And adolescence. like, you just don't. There's other ways you could go about that. You're enjoying it a little too much. Blech. Just a little too much. This fight with Selene, the like bird demon who was like, romantically involved or in love with Amon, the demon that possesses Acura, and for like the length of the episode, is trying to like lull Amon out of Acura. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have to have that manifest itself by Amon raping the severed body of Selen mid-flight while they're fighting at the end of the episode? I don't know that we do. That's really weird. I don't like this. It's a choice that you made. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just... It's a choice. You put that up on the whiteboard when you were breaking the story, and that was up there. It's like, hmm, what if he rapes the armless, legless torso of the bird demon in midair? That's, um... Would that get that point across? Sure, it would. That's really messed up. But for the generation below me, and listen, I understand that I don't have a huge leg to stand on here, because in the same breath, I will shit on Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. But be like, end of Ava... The movie where Shinji uh, whacks off over the unconscious Asuka. Yeah. Or like has a vision where he like chokes her to death while a happy fun pop song plays and everybody turns into fucking goop in the third impact. Mm -hmm. That's fucking awesome. I love that. And I, I will take the criticism that like, well, you just you just you're just fucking old. I am old and I've seen it before and I've seen it done better. And I also just think. I'm losing my taste for this. I'm just really over edginess. I just can't do it anymore. And I used to love it. I spent my 20s coming up on Takashi Miike movies. Here's the other thing. Toronto International Film Festival Lightbox doing a showing of Ichi the Killer. Right. I should be all about that. Mm-hmm. You see Ichi the Killer on the big screen. I'm not watching that movie in a room full of people. <laughs> I don't know this movie. And you never will. And I was about to say, and I don't think I want to. It has horrible scenes of a woman just being brutally (laughs) beaten and raped. Oh. Before she gets a roundhouse blade kick to the side of her neck. Wow. Because Ichi saves her from being brutally beaten by the pimp, strip owner, strip club owner, whatever. Yep. And then says, it's okay now. Now I can beat you up. That's really messed up. And when she attacks him, he just flinches and does a roundhouse kick and chops a hunk out of her neck and arterial spray galore. See, I'm cool with arterial spray. <laughs> Not cool with the rest of it. And I can even almost give parts of that movie a pass because there's a lot about like power and sexual dynamics and things like that, as well as just being like, I cannot believe you commit this to film. And that was 90% of the reason why I loved that movie and why I still kind of love that movie, even if I'm never going to watch it again. Just like, I can't, the balls on you to just be like, fuck it. I I don't put it on film. I, I don't think 
takes balls. People cutting out their tongue, their own tongues. Um, People getting their faces sliced off and thrown against a wall. Like just. I don't think it takes. I don't think that takes courage. The, the idea that you made this with the full knowledge that somebody was going to watch it—that's. I don't think that takes courage. That's a heat check or balls or confidence or I, what it is. Maybe maybe confidence that like you wouldn't get thrown in jail. <laughs> Like that's me. Someone would be like, "Oh, they used to have this thing in England where they would like take tapes and like round up all the tapes of a movie and destroy them, yeah. like in the seventies and stuff." Um, like confidence that that wouldn't happen to your work, maybe, but like not <laughs> actual confidence or actual um, heroism or courage or anything. Like I just can't fathom the idea of watching. Ichi the killer in a theater with other people. You know, aside from the people I went with, I'd just be looking around at the theater going like, who are these people? You know who it is, right? <laughs> it's all those guys with bro in their handle. <laughs> all, the guy, all the guys who really need to shave. Yeah. Making 30 minute YouTube videos. Listen, your videos never need to be 30 fucking minutes. They don't. And as long as this podcast can get. Yeah. The ANN podcast was three hours long. It's a lot. Honestly, I, apparently, I'm never going to care about how long this podcast goes ever again. It's just really long. Because some of y'all out there just like saying whatever. Whatever. So, I mean, yeah. And I'm, so, like, Devil Man Cry Baby, everybody's just out there being like, oh my God, it's so this, it's so that. And I'm like, but you know that not, <sighs> but, but, but everything that's old is new again, right? And people don't know those other things that and came before I, it. I can acknowledge that for there's a bunch of 20 year olds out there who like watching the apocalypse and Devil May Cry Baby is going to be there watching everybody turn into goop and end of Ava. Like, yeah. And they're going to be going like, I can't believe they had the balls to make this. And, and then there's going to be another Caitlin out there who's like 21 going, I don't think it's actually balls. <laughs> and then Caitlin will go home to read Jane Austen novels because nobody wants to hang out with her anymore. This is my life. This is basically what happens. But I had the same reaction to this week, and we may get to it at some point. I don't know. I feel like it's the sort of thing maybe we should look at was End of the Fucking World, which is on Netflix right now. I don't know what that is. It's about two kids, two English outcasts. Oh, yeah. And one of them is a air giant, air quotes, psychopath. Yeah. And he like thinks he's going to, they're on this road trip, and he thinks he's going to kill her type of thing. And I yeah. was like, so what, you're doing natural born killers for kids? Natural born, born killers for kids. Yeah. <laughs> kids edition. Um, and, you know, young lovers on the run is not a new trope by any means. I've been doing this since Bonnie and Clyde, but like. I got to say, there's a, been a whole series of movies going back, maybe, I don't know. I forget how old I am sometimes. I'm going to say like five to 10 ish years uh. that have all been like stories about outcasts and finding a girl. Yeah. Um, this is just like number 83 in a long line. Like I could just go, I could just find them all and list them all about weirdos finding girls who are also weird and then them running away together and various things happen. And I have heard that this show is not what this show seems to be. But I mean, if I didn't have those podcasts telling me that it's not, and even with all those podcasts out there telling me this show is not what it looks like from the description and what I've heard of it, what brief audio clips I've heard of the show, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm a psychopath. She'd be fun to kill. I was like, you know what would be fun to kill? You. You're this so, whole show. Fuck off. You're so old. God. Get off my lawn. Seriously. <laughs> or bring something good onto my lawn. I like good things. Shouts to good things, man. So <laughs> I showed Kate this on the weekend. Friends, if nothing else, you know that Jordan Kate 
are poor. <laughs> if nothing else, you know that. Poor and we have mental mm. illnesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just shook my fist for 15 minutes <laughs> at the children. Yep. <laughs> mental illness and poverty. The two things you can always rely on here at the Geek Down. And adjacent to one of those, yeah. we're always looking for free shit. Oh, Always. Always looking for free shit. And or man, things that are a great bargain. And man, you know what's a great bargain? What? Free 99. <laughs> free 99. Yes. Yes, it is. Do you know what's free 99? What is free 99? A library membership. Yep. Libraries are wilding out, y'all. <laughs> They're going nuts. I had heard a story about this, that the Toronto Public Library had uh, gotten into a, a streaming video service. Nice. They're using an app called Canopy with a K. Canopy with K. And they, I had already gotten turned on to uh, an app the library was using, using called uh, Hoopla, I think it was. was yep. that what that was? Hoopla, which does, um, I really don't know what they're supposed to be doing with that besides <laughs> comic books, but the, the appeal for me was comic books. You comic can go books. and get your free download. You get like eight a month or something yeah. to peruse. I might, I'm thinking I got Wicked and Divine on that. I might catch up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the latest saga was out two days before it was in stores. That was out there. Canopy. Not going to lie. If you look at Canopy in, up front, yeah. it's going to look mad boring. It's going to look like some boring ass documentaries and like PBS specials. Hey, that's my shit. Okay, I, I know. I know. No, no, don't, don't calm me down. I know. That's my stuff. <laughs> so Kate's in out the gate. But for some of y'all, you might be like, eh, eh. That's, this is why I don't hang out with eh. people. <laughs> this is why Caitlin is like Austin novels in the bedroom. But if you dig deep, you dig into that world cinema Ooh. tab. Do you want all the Kurosawa? I do want all the Kurosawa. Do you want B. Takashi movies? Do you know there's a movie by B. Takashi called Fireworks uh-huh. that I didn't see until I found it after I moved to Toronto at some like mom and pop video store near Young and Egg. Yeah. And had to like rent it from there to watch it. <laughs> I'm just sitting on canopy. Watch for free. Sorry, you may um want to explain to the young people what renting a movie is. Oh, once upon a time, uh, movies were distributed on physical media. Yeah. And if you wanted to watch one, mm-hmm. you would have to go to a, uh, a retail space mm-hmm. that had a collection of them. Yeah. And then. And by retail space, you mean a brick and mortar store. Like, correct? A, bu- like a building. Right. That you okay. would have to go to. Not like a virtual retail space. No, no, no not like a website. Like you would have to leave your home <gasps> to go there. And if it was available. Yeah. If someone else hadn't taken it for a nominal fee, you could then bring the movie home. Yeah. For a week, say. Not forever. Not forever. You'd have for like a week and they would give it to you uh, under the promise that you would bring it back. Oh, man. Under weight of financial penalty. And I'm sorry, if it wasn't there, someone had done this renting. That means you would have to wait. Yes. Oh, it was just not available. That's harrowing. They would maybe call you on the telephone using their voice. Oh, all of this sounds terrible. <laughs> the wild time. kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, now Hanabi. Just sitting there, sitting there on the Canopy app. The one thing I could not believe, and I posted this on Twitter, Studio Gynax, the people yep. brought us, the aforementioned, Ava, Gurren Lagan, FLCL, all the shit you love. Foodie cootie. Foodie cootie. Uh, one of the first things they did when they were just fanboys, just amateur fanboys, yeah. they made a mockumentary called Otaku no Video, which was Ooh. just this super in-joke self-referential type thing. It also featured like live action <laughs> interviews with actual otaku. It was exploring the otaku phenomenon Amazing. type of thing. Uh, I had it on, I think 
dead com- dead companies of the 80s um, <laughs> i think and on amago put this out on vhs way back when i'm right. sure i ordered it off the right stuff yep back in the day we've heard that story before about me just giving all my money to the right stuff international um and it came with like a fold out like <laughs> essentially glossary and like a reference guide of like yeah so this is what the bridge of this ship they're referencing this the guy's hat is referencing this like right um i'll talk no video is on canopy <gasps> available for your viewing if you are a member of the toronto public library or any library really you should go get your card get your library card support the, support your local library it's the most important card you'll get in your life well you, maybe your health card it's more important but slightly just slightly but not if you're American, because you don't have socialized medicine. Sorry. Sorry. And Sorry. soon you won't have libraries. <laughs> Probably won't have that either. Hey, the doomsday clock just moved two seconds, two minutes closer to midnight. So, hey, watch as much content as you can now. Speaking of watching content. Yeah. You have any content you've been watching? No. <laughs> We're just so boring yeah um there's been a lot of sleeping like i said and i went out with people this week you did not i did i went out twice once i went out for tea um and i saw a baby and i got to hang out with that baby and pinch that baby's toes and wiggle that baby oh it was a very cute baby (laughs) um and then the i went out with another friend and we went out for tea and sandwiches and um the most amazing apple fritters in the entire world they were unbelievably delicious and they made me so sick apple fritters are real easy to fuck up though these were so good all right so good um i i'm like dreaming about them but they made me violently ill because guess what guess what you do to make an apple fritter you put milk in it well you put apple in batter and that batter's got like it's got like buttermilk it's got milk it's got butter and maybe something else. And they all they all combined and made me violently ill because I ate like three or four of them. It was not good. You not only good. ate one apple fritter. Sorry, how many apple fritters did you have? I had like three or four. God damn it. <laughs> they were really good, okay? Um, so yeah, that was that was in Hamilton. People should come to Hamilton and have apple fritters with me. <laughs> and we can talk about documentaries. Yeah. The city of Hamilton is not doing enough to leverage its apple fritter presence. Waterfalls. Apple, apple fritters and art. What else do you need? What else do you need? Yeah. Well, for as much sleeping as I've also been doing, I did manage to watch something besides uh, reruns of the American Office. <laughs> Amazing. Which are just kind of playing, playing in the background. <laughs> it's really, this is why I'm like the grossest thing on anime fandom right now. Cause it's like, oh, he hated Devil May Cry Baby and he thinks we're all lame, but. <laughs> Never misses Pop Team Epic every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I've been getting all the gifts and all the pictures of Pop Team Epic stuff Pop from Jordan. Um, they're putting out Nendoroids. Amazing. Amazing. I would just love to have the Nendoroid of the two of them giving the finger for my office cubicle. But, but I mean, like, at the same time, it's a fun show. And weird. It's a show. It's a sh- well, fun as in like it's kind of weird and entertaining to watch. It's, it's a show. Um, <laughs> was there even a bit I could say I liked? For, <laughs> I could say like, yes, that was the bit from this episode. No, shit. Post the anime, as the internet has <laughs> dubbed it, dubbed it as such. Uh, and shit posting can be an art into itself. And uh, oh, love that good place. 
Oh yeah. Staying on the couple. Are you on it still since it came back? This yeah. Season? Yeah. <sighs> so good. <laughs> Burrito that knows everything. <laughs> skip, skip like two minutes. Oh my god, we didn't talk about it last week when Michael solved the trolley problem. I know. I was <laughs> like. <laughs> <"Aah!"> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, bad Janet. That that whoever's playing her name's Darcy something, the actress who plays Janet. Yeah, Just give her everything, give her the world. <laughs> oh, good times. Your skin looks great. Thank you. Also, not skin. <laughs> we, we always comment when we find the rhythms of like a, th- a certain thing. Like, yeah. How Please like me was like, is it? Is it? Janet's always like, thank you. you. Also, <laughs> also, also refuting not- <laughs> refuting the thing you just said. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. Shouts to Maya Rudolph for uh, making her appearance. Great on the Good Place this week. I was excited I, to see her. Everything is improved by yes. the presence of Maya Rudolph. Yes. Um, Even that weird Michael Bolton Valentine's thing. What? I told you about this. The Michael Bolton Valentine's thing from last year. Oh, the Netflix special where yeah. he's trying to get his Bill Murray uh, Christmas special on. And yeah. She was, was in that. Yeah. Good for her. She's in everything. She just pops up everywhere. Also, Minnie Ripperton's daughter. Not everybody knows that. Yeah, I didn't know that actually. At the end of at the end of Loving You. Yeah. Minnie Ripperton goes, My, 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 my. She's singing to her daughter. It's really beautiful. Uh <laughs> Deep Cuts. Deep cuts. <laughs> the shit the shit you come here for. Yeah, uh, good place. Reruns of the office, pop team epic, and staying on that smash grind on persona. It's good. I saw people. Good for you. That's why I couldn't. I couldn't do any of the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if any of those people are, are listening, I actually had a lot of fun. Thanks. <laughs> saw people, so you couldn't do the fun stuff, like sit around at home. Yeah, that's the best stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, the real fun stuff. <laughs> Just delaying your responsibilities. You see that bag of laundry over there? It still has to get. That still has to get done. If you had told me it was done, I would have been like, "Good for you," and not even thought about it. But. Nope. Packed up and I, <laughs> I woke up this morning. I yeah. knew I was going to wake up mad early today because I usually do because I uh, crashed at like eight o'clock last night. Oh no. Woke up at like uh, 5 a.m. or something. And I was like, well, F this. I'm just going to lounge around in bed, set the alarm for like six, mm-hmm. and then the laundromat opens at seven. This is what I did last week. I got up early, went to the laundromat, did yep. my laundry, yep. watched Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yep. Um, I was all set to do that. And then the alarm went off and I just sat in bed for a few minutes and went, what if I just didn't? What if you just didn't? <laughs> what if I just did it tomorrow? My God. When I'm off. My God. We went with that. Was it the best? Was it the best thing it, you could have done? It really was. That's good. It was so good. So good, you guys. Just get all the sleep you can. Please do. Before you have children. Or, like, get a dog. <laughs> or get a dog. Shout out to so many people with dogs right now. Doing a good thing. A few people with dogs. Well, this has been a, just a fucking mess of a front half of What are you talking about? Episode. We relatively stayed on point. We were pretty good. <laughs> More or less. Oh, the one news story I had, sidebar, before we go. Uh, this is a story that came out a, f- a while ago, but I think we missed during all of the uh, episode 100 chicanery. Uh, congrats to Marvel for getting a bunch of nominations at the, uh-huh. uh, at the GLAAD Awards. Yeah. Good job, guys. Uh, that would be, you know, celebrating their... Uh, gay lesbian non-binary representation in their mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. Um, they got a bunch of nominations uh for books that have 
since been canceled or were canceled before the nominations even came out? I think I, I'm from what I again, I don't have any notes on this. What I remember reading is that they were nominated and then all got canceled or were like in the works to get canceled and then they got the nominations, which just that really just sucks. <laughs> just sucks. This year, a number of Marvel Comics were recognized for their contributions they made to queer culture, but those nominations were bittersweet for one incredibly disappointing reason. They have all been canceled. So, uh, America, about America shit, Chavez, was that her name? Chavez, America yeah. Chavez. Uh, from Gabby Rivera and Joe Quinones, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, from Roxane Gay, ta Coates, et al., sorry, and Iceman by Sina Grace, Alessandro Vitti, and Robert Gill, all were nominated for GLAD's 2018 Outstanding Comic Book category. And all those books are canceled. Yeah. Low sales, they say. Uh-huh. And the dipshits will be out in force being like, see, you're women and your gays, nobody wants to read them. <laughs> but I can find you some Twitter threads on how the direct market and Marvel's own predatory ordering policies probably have a lot more to do with that. Oh, yeah. Than anything to do with the characters themselves. Disappointing. Disappointing. But you know it is not disappointing. The second half of the show. That's right. God. We've, we, we've got a mess for you for the second half as well. <laughs> all the messes. We didn't try and line it up at all. We have one of those <laughs> weeks where it's kind of... No, they're both... Eh, they're both... They're both a thing. Are they? Are they? Yeah, kind of. Anyway, thanks for hanging, friends. We'll see you in a bit. We'll get into that when we come back. Everybody, welcome back to the program. I just shoved some anime vlogger into Kate's face to share my pain. How'd that go for you? No, no, I don't want to. Y'all, y'all got to do better. It was bad. Please, Jesus. It gave me like the heebie-jeebies. Do better. Trim your fucking beard. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want to trim your beard, that's cool. But just realize, if you want to hop on the camera, if that's the mode you feel best expresses yourself people are going to look at your skanky ass beard and go, mm. Mm. No. It's the reason why Letterman's new show, the first thing every guest does is make fun of his fucking beard. It's really weird looking. it looks weird and gross. Anyway, this is the part of the show where Kate and I each bring each other things. Yeah. Back on our bullshit again for another week. What? Back on our bullshit. What's that? It's a phrase meaning we're doing what we do. Oh. Doing that thing that that, we do. That makes it sound like it's not important, the thing we do. The thing we do is so important. It's so important. Because we each bring each other things from our spheres of fandom. Yeah. And see if the other person likes it. Because we're both nerds. We're just different nerds. We're very different nerds. Apparently people who make anime vlogger videos are even different nerds than us. They're differenter. Differenter. We're not judging. But the, we but we, 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 we so, so we are. are. We're Sh- not. Shots but no te- shots. We're te- not technically negatively judging, but we are right now. So. Before we get into the things that Caitlin and I each brought each other, we have rules. All the rules. What's the rule number one, Kate? Rule number one is the rule of three, which is that if the thing we give each other is episodic or comes in parts or a series, we will try and 
take a look, consume, watch three of those things. One half didn't matter. Second half, uh, all she could do. Uh, there was only three out. That's all there was. That's all there was. Getting in there early. Rule number two. Is hashtag save it for the pod. Don't talk about the thing. Don't talk about the thing. Even if you really want to talk about the thing or yell at the other person for giving you the thing or like be like, why didn't you give me this thing before? Then don't, don't, still don't talk about it. Because you deserve, after a hundred plus episodes, you deserve the freshest takes. Now- what we mean by freshest takes is freshest takes on sometimes old ass stuff we give each other. <laughs> the hottest takes on 30 year old movies. Yeah. <laughs> if you were like, I've got my whole life without seeing this thing that literally everyone else has seen. Maybe not the case this week, but with like the Monroe movies we've done in the past <laughs> or like the third man. Yeah. <laughs> Who's waiting for that fresh hot take on the third man? <laughs> Y'all were. We're here to give it to you. Yeah. Third rule, not so much a rule as a policy. Is that there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. I don't know if the things we got this week are that spoilerable. They're not really. We probably spoiled more shit in the front half of the show than we will now. But <laughs> It's true. Just, you know what? If you this is your first time listening, just take it as like a, a thing that is always present. Is that we will spoil stuff. We just love to spoil things so yeah. much, you guys. Yeah. So we're going to spoil stuff here. So if you have any inclination... To ever want to see the things that we are talking about this week, yeah, be on your way. Yeah. Thanks for it. Remember how I told you before to grab some tea? Go grab like a mule. <laughs> grab all that tea. Go take your mom out. <laughs> take your mama out. Um, <laughs> Shouts to the Scissor Sisters, whatever happened to them. Um, what do you mean? They, they like chore all the time. Are they still around? Yeah. Good for them. We like to alternate. So I believe this week we are beginning with the thing Kate brought me. Sure. Okay. Let's do it that way. All right. I like it. Kate, what'd you bring me? Um, I gotta uh gotta get her notes. I gotta get my put notes. her on the spot. I was not ex- <laughs> expecting, you know, to do a show or any of the stuff we usually do. Here we go. <clears throat> Set you up again. So oh, I was just gonna go with it, but that's okay. <laughs> you wanted to keep all that in? All yeah. Right, go. Uh so yeah, so this week. Jordan gave me the thing he was going to give me. I was thinking about what I was going to give him and nothing really caught my eye. And then I was going through Amazon video and I was like, what's on Amazon video? Is there anything? And I asked about one thing and he said, no, he'd seen it. And then I asked about this thing and he said he hadn't. And I actually thought he was going to be like, yeah, of course I've seen this. But he hadn't. I was like, what? Because when I was a youngin, there wasn't that much sci-fi and fantasy. Mm. Not like there was, there's just mass saturation now. In the olden days, when I was growing up, there was not. I gave Jordan Gattaca. Gattaca is a 1997 American science fiction film written and directed by Andrew uh, Nichol. It stars Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, and Jude Law, as well as a whole bunch of other people whose faces you know. Gore Vidal, yo! (laughs) (laughs) Like Gore Vidal. Uh, The film presents a biopunk vision of the future society driven by eugenics where potential children are conceived through genetic manipulation to ensure they possess the best hereditary traits of their parents. The film centers on Vincent Freeman, played by Hawk, who was conceived outside of the eugenics program and struggles to overcome genetic discrimination to realize his dream of traveling into space. It's also a bit of um, a thriller in that there's always a chance that the um, Vincent character, the Ethan Hawke character, can be found out. Um, that he is basically trying to pass for someone he's not. 
so basically the the major plot of the movie is that um uh Vincent the Ethan Hawke character comes up against all these barriers um to the fact that everything is done by genetics now. So even if you go for an interview, they don't really care about the interview. They just want to know what your genetics how it reads. Um he finally is very frustrated by the fact that of course he was not genetically made superior. He's just a plain old normie like the rest of us and uh, finally pays to an, an invalid an invalid. He p- finally pays um, to take over the identity of um, a masterfully created uh, Jerome who is played by Jude Law. Um, Jude Law, Jude Law is a character who um, was, he was genetically altered to be amazing. Um, and, Unfortunately, even though you can genetically alter someone to be amazing, um, if they, you know, get into a car accident and lose their the power of their legs, um, they're kind of fucked. So fate, fate will do that. Fate is cruel. Um, Jude Law basically supplies Vincent with his blood and his urine and his skin cells and hair um, so that um, what... Vincent leaves behind is traces of of Jerome, not Vincent. Um, And basically there's a murder and it's all like, oh, they're going to find out and he's not going to get to go to space and all kinds of crazy stuff happen. And then his brother is there who's an investigator and figures out it's Vincent and there's swimming involved. So much swimming. A lot of swimming. And and basically at the end, his brother's going to like help him escape, but basically turn him in. And they finally have like a swim off. <laughs> and, and Vincent wins, even though Vincent ha- has a bad heart. And his brother lets him be and um, he goes off into space. So I was actually... <laughs> I was actually- I think I was more okay with this movie as the credits rolled. Yeah. But as you were describing it just now, <laughs> and as I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this movie might actually be bad. Uh-oh. It is a, not a bad movie. But Jordan, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> so I'm like, right, so much swimming. Sorry, the swimming thing has to do with the fact that, so um, Vincent is the oldest and he is not genetically altered but because he isn't genetically altered he has a whole bunch of doors slammed in his face so like uh, because they say he's going to have a heart condition all of these like primary schools won't take him and kindergartens won't take him and so they decide to his parents decide to have another child but genetically alter that child so his brother is brilliant and awesome and wonderful um, and is given so many more chances than he's given and like could the parents not foresee, sorry, this is me writing on the movie. Could the parents not foresee that this was going to cause some tension? Maybe, maybe this would lead to a rift between the brothers. Yeah. Um, also, the murder, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but the person who got murdered, did we even see that person at all on screen before then? Uh, I can't remember. I don't think we did. I don't think so. No. Nope. don't think we did. No. That's bad storytelling. Yes. That is bad storytelling. Also, this movie has a real weird aesthetic. I love the aesthetic of this movie. This movie is like if society chose to put all of its advancement into one thing. 
I like to see it, well, yes, but I like to see it as like uh, Fallout before, right before Fallout happened. Like society put all their effort into biomechanics, could not come up with plasma screens. It's true. Though they did, they did have a lot of electric cars and solar. Were the cars electric? Yeah. They mm. showed it a couple times. They plugged in their cars. Can't come up with a fridge that <laughs> <laughs> looks like it was made after 1956. Like, it's just a weird aesthetic. I like where the aesthetic. Everything but like the biomechanical shit is like <laughs> from the 50s. Like, yeah. That's, that's the, what did, I, what did I call it? It's one of the punks. Biopunks. Biopunk. Yeah. Um, why, why does he want to go to space so bad? Why are they going to space? They're going to space because that's what they do. They're the space <laughs> agency. Um, he wants to go to space because he just he wants to reach for the stars. It's all very... And he was always... Why does anyone want to go to space? <laughs> why are there kids who are very right now poorly, are like eight exposited. And, and training to go what to Mars? What are they doing there? What do you mean? What are you doing there? Exploring. That's what you do in space. In a three-piece suit. Okay, now that is the only problem I really have with this movie. Gets and on his the fucking, this gets on the fucking ship. He got no gear, no helmet, no nothing. Just like what's a transcontinental flight. Like doesn't that, doesn't need to. Spaceships are super safe and um, very powerful. It was weird. It was awesome. It was weird. Also, not explained up front enough what the hell Jude Law was getting out of this arrangement. It was money. Yes, but they explained that. A little later. No, I'm pretty sure he after after Monk day. after it was well after Monk showed up and started. No, no, no. Shaloub. <laughs> they explained it like right away. Shaloub just says I found somebody. It doesn't say that like the the financial arrangement is not explained until much later. Mm, it's like explained like after after Ethan Hawke <laughs> breaks it down all of his extreme loofing in the furnace. <laughs> See, I keep saying shit from this movie, and you're like, oh, I don't want to admit this movie's ridiculous. I like, we know I like ridiculous. I like some of the aesthetics of the movie. And remember, 1997. 1997. Peak Uma. I I honestly don't know what to make of this. I don't even know how to give it a rating. Like, it's just, I was low-key baffled by the thing the entire time. Did you like that everything was green? They keep going on about, like, <laughs> like all all they care about is like what they can read in your blood they don't care yeah. what you look at look like nobody's gonna look at a photo good because even the photos <laughs> look nothing <laughs> they're not that bad nothing that's like the worst fake id in the world that would not clear that wouldn't clear a bouncer on king street <laughs> let alone a fucking highly trained you know detective looking at this pixelated monochrome monitor <laughs> display of jude law's face passing of ethan hawk passing with jude law's face Mm. Now that I think about this, you know what movie actually ages really well? Minority Report. <laughs> uh, have I seen that? I've seen like half of that. What? Okay. I've seen like half of it. The, the, the Tom Cruise, like, you know, Saturday <laughs> afternoon, you know, <laughs> classics, War of the Worlds. Uh, I hated War of the Worlds. It was a weird movie. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> back, back to other weird movies. Yeah, I just I don't I I you know I see they're the very you know clumsy metaphor they were trying to make with this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while making it with the bare minimum of black people possible. Um, oh God, I didn't even notice it was 1997. I'm sorry <laughs> that there weren't any or that <laughs> that there was one at all. No, there's there was there were a couple, couple in crowds and Blair Underwood has a cameo as a doctor like that. There's a doctor and then there's one of the investigators and. Um, one of the interviewer. Yeah, the dude who hires him for the Gattaca program. Yeah. 
um, which apparently Gattaca is based off of the uh, the name comes from the name of the proteins that go into making DNA. Yeah. Deep cuts. Um, I, I just I can't even. Is there anything you enjoyed? I can't even come away with like an opinion from this movie. This movie is just like. <laughs> is there anything you enjoyed about this movie? Enjoyed? Yes. Enjoyed. Like I said, I'm enjoying myself right now. <laughs> like that was interesting or that was funny or that was strange. I am enjoying some part of this experience. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, no. <laughs> Was it a movie? <laughs> it was a movie. Um, you always think I'm going to fail things. I'm not going to fail it. It was a movie. Okay. It told a story from beginning to end. Um, <laughs> all the swimming. <laughs> Why all the sw- I just feel like Andrew Nichol thought he had a real, he had a real killer of a metaphor there with the swimming. He just kept going back to it. I I really like because I never saved anything for the swim back, Anton. That's why you lose, (laughs) Anton. You loser. That's why you lose, Anton. Anton's his brother. Um, I did like that he's saved by the guy who is like, I never told you about my son. Yes, the I okay. There you go. I did like that. That last little said there was this doctor who's always checking him all the time. He gives him all his like uh, examinations to you know verify. His purity, and uh, right before he's supposed to get on the ship to go to Saturn to do undefined exploring, <laughs> they're exploring. So he has no skills. What are you talking about? He's brilliant. At what? What are you talking about? All the the space stuff they do on the computers, <laughs> which is what <laughs> space stuff, obviously. <laughs> New, pre- uh, new prerequisite for NASA. <laughs> Good with space stuff. Yeah. No, that's not a, a new prere- pre- prerequisite. You always have to be good. You always had to be good, good at with space, space stuff. stuff. His navigations were perfect. Maybe he was the navigator. Maybe he was. <laughs> Maybe he was. You think they'd at least give him a fucking jumpsuit. Anyway. That's the only part of the movie that I was like, um. <laughs> Unexpected last minute screener yeah before he's supposed to get on and he has no he's got no jude law piss he's got no jerome piss he's got nope he's got nothing he's like he's getting all sad and like bemoaning and he, he's like he's like i came so close they expected nothing from me and i came so close uh, what does he say he just says remember i was i was better than most and something else yeah whatever and the doctor's <laughs> telling the story about his his son who I think I was half paying attention to the story, but the son's an, the son's an invalid, basically, right? No, um, he was not. What he says is he's he's not all that uh, that they promised he'd be. Ah. So there was some problem, something genetically that they didn't pick up on. Um, and basically, the out of respect for uh, Vincent's drive and what he would like for his own son, he kind of like finagles. The screening gives him a pass, and I did like the line about like you know future reference because you can't be left-handed in this society. Only yeah. righties. He's like uh, righties don't hold it with their left. It's for future reference. Sorry, it's not that they can't be left-handed. It's that Jerome is not left-handed. Jerome is right-handed. No, he makes a comment while he's practicing. Are you sure? Are you yeah. sure he said he doesn't say when, that when he's all when he's all laid up from getting his fucking legs extended? Oh, I thought he said practicing didn't... his penmanship. He says. He says something about, I guess, nobody wants lefties anymore. 
Oh, I thought he said something like you couldn't be couldn't be left-handed, couldn't you? Uh, or maybe the shit. Maybe that's how he meant it. Um, I thought it went. I thought it was a nod to the whole lefties being inferior. Historically, lefties being inferior. You can't. Well, let's put it this way: you can't be left-handed. You can't wear glasses. No glasses. They don't have laser eye surgery. <laughs> you can. You can smash Uma Thurman all day long. Glad to see her. I think this was post Pulp Fiction. I think that's yes. why I remember this movie. Yeah. This was like the first thing she was in after Pulp Fiction. Uh, didn't have a lot to do. Nope. But thanks for coming out, Uma. Yep. <laughs> Position of prominence on the poster because it was post Pulp Fiction. And did nothing. Then you went to see the movie. She wore a pretty dress and had sex a couple times. Man, this movie has so many problems. <laughs> Uh, it's like a six. Really? Yeah. I thought it'd be like a five. You always think I'm going to fail things. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And again, it's like, I don't know. People were just getting money for movies, like left and right back then. <laughs> like, I remember really liking Gattaca. Homeboy had, hey, he had a vision. He had an idea. Yeah. He had a, he had a world he wanted to create. Yep. Not everybody can do that. No. Nope. It's a weird ass world where people drive, you know, Plymouth Reliance, but... <laughs> <laughs> but are like can be genetically engineered within you know a genome of perfection anyway yeah like kate said that's on amazon yeah if you're curious let's see what we thought the, the future would be and you like can tell 90s. us about how insane you thought gattaca was and why everything is green and maybe you don't think gattaca was insane maybe you think gattaca was just aces let us know let us know moving on to an eco so you thought there was no connection to an equally strange sort of mixture of aesthetics that's true actually technological but advances combined with really old-timey the theme of this uh of this podcast this week is aesthetic aesthetic shouts to cara monica no never any shouts to cara monica we take the shouts back <laughs> no shouts but no shouts so the thing i gave caitlin was the thing i was just raving about yep a few weeks ago Saw the first episode, three episodes in now. I don't know if I rave about it as heavily as I was right. initially, but I still think that first episode was great, and I like what they're trying and what they're doing, and Lord knows, in a world of repetitiveness mm -hmm. in the anime world, yep. give me something that ain't doing what everything else is doing. Yep. And this is not, saith I, see if Kate agrees for better or worse in a moment, the thing I gave Caitlin, Netflix's first venture into anime simulcasting yes going week to week on the animes this is violet evergarden it's based on a japanese light novel series do you know what light novels are Have i was discussed about, this before i was about to ask i do not they're just like novellas okay like flimsy little not very long novels cool. usually usually fantasy based perfect for reading on the train type of thing they yep. usually have illustrations as well a lot of your isekai shit comes from light novels the light novel series was written by kana akatsuki and illustrated by akiko takase it won the grand prize in the fifth Kyoto Animation Awards novel category in 2014 and was the first work to win a grand prize in any of the three categories, novel, scenario, and manga. This will be a 14-episode anime, and it started airing three weeks ago at the start of January. Cool. Um, and here is the not from Wikipedia, so it will be a little more florid in its delivery. I like the way Wikipedia does it. Description. They didn't have a good one on Wikipedia. I had to get it from my anime list. These are the words Violet heard on the battlefield, which she cannot forget. These words were given to her by someone she holds dear more than anyone else. She does not yet know their meaning. 
A certain point in time in the continent of Telesis, the Great War, which divided the continent into North and South, has ended after four years, and the people are welcoming a new generation. Violet Evergarden, a young girl formerly known as The Weapon, has left the battlefield to start a new life at CH Postal Service. There, she is deeply moved by the work of Auto Memories dolls, who carry people's thoughts and convert them into words. Violet begins her journey as an auto memory doll and comes face to face with various people's emotions and differing shapes of love, all while searching for the meaning of those words. This is a very beautiful, if not slow, show. It's kind of slice of lifey mm-hmm. thus far. There are some mysteries and revelations hanging over it that will have to come about, I believe, when I first broke it down. Um, I mentioned that Violet clearly only ever really cared for or respected the major yeah or gilbert who is clearly dead and nobody can bring it to bring themselves to tell her one person can't we will get to that <laughs> and uh yeah and it's just her basically it's kind of a story of a child soldier trying to learn how to interact with society in a post-war yeah. environment sort of thing anyway uh this is my other regular watch of the season aside from pop team epic Two very total opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. For my very much so. Winter 2018 anime viewing. I think it's pretty dope. I'm enjoying it. It's relaxing. It's a chill, it's a chill hang on a Thursday, Thursday morning. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. What are you thinking of this show? I have complicated thoughts. Complicated thoughts. Yeah. It is beautiful. 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 Like if I could watch Sailor Moon rendered so beautifully. <laughs> I think I'd fall in love all over again. Uh, maybe you can. I don't know. I haven't seen what the reboot looked like, but I didn't like it. Okay. Yeah, they were too long. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. Um, there are some themes I really like. Some of the characters are ridiculous. Um, I think you know which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> boobs. Like, but like ridiculous boobs. Boobs. But like ridiculous boobs. Like, like, but it doesn't even fit in the the anime like it doesn't even yeah, no one else is dressed that way yeah and it does like it, you don't even know why she's and they no one ever makes any no one's like fault face planting into her boobs like it's not that kind of show but they're still right out there um maybe that's why everyone wants her to write their letters maybe um then no one i so the words that she's trying to figure out are the the the, what did we say he was? Lieutenant Major. Major says, I love you to her. And she's trying to figure out, and she keeps on telling people, I'd like to figure out um, what I love you means. And not a single person has tried to explain it. Instead of just being like, this is what love is. It's like, okay, dope. Yeah, not a single person has been like, well, this is what love is, and this is maybe why he said it to you. And th- these are emo- like, no one's ever, no one sent her a, to a therapist. They sent her to like <laughs> doll school. <laughs> But no one's been like, here, let's talk to this person because you obviously have closed off your emotions because you've gone through some really traumatic experiences. Violet's got bigger problems. Yeah. No, she's going to become a doll and wear a ridiculous outfit. And I don't get even the doll's outfits. Hey, I like her outfit. Her outfit is silly. Her outfit's cool. Parts of her outfit are fine, but parts of it are silly. And they all have like weird outfits. And Iris is just a bitch. Let's just put it out there. Um, Is Iris the... The one without the glasses? Yes. The one who's mean for no reason? Yes. The one who's mean for no reason. <laughs> and then Erica is the one with glasses. Yes. Erica's got to learn to like talk because she's just very like, uh, mm, uh. 
These are her these are her fellow employees at the CH Postal Service. And just like Erica doesn't even want to be there. She wants to be a novelist. I just want Erica to get I want Erica to man up. Okay. Wow. I, I am like, I just she really bugged me. She's one of those characters who just like blushes all the time instead yeah. of saying anything. And I'm like, please just use your words or put it in gifts. Like <laughs> Like something. You don't have a lot. You don't have a lot of ground to stand on. For, <laughs> I put things in gifts. For written expression. Um. Yeah. So that frustrated me. And then, what's his name? The owner of Ch Postal. His name's Claudia. Claudia. That's right. Um. Doesn't tell her that the major is dead. Yeah. And it's been weeks. I. Yeah. I don't know if maybe there's a reason. Maybe she's just, he thinks she'll fucking wild out and maybe but, kill everyone. But but it's just like, it's like too hard for him. And I'm like, dude, if it's too hard for you, you should probably get her a therapist, have a seat, talk her through it. These people can't even write, Caitlin. I don't think they have a very extensive mental health. Uh... She has magic adamantium hands, okay? I'm pretty sure they have therapists. Like I said, speaking of weird, speaking of weird aesthetics. So fully functioning robot hands. But the, no, the thing I do love is the constant sound of them. Mm. Like they're always present. She doesn't actually seem to mind that much, but she, other people and other people have actually been pretty chill. Like no one's been mean about her hands. They gasp when they see them. I also or, like that she, sure. she bites her gloves off every time. Yeah. Well, she, she bites everything. Off. Does she? She, yeah. She bought, bit the, the puppy stuffed animal. Oh, I didn't know, so. And then she bit the, um, the brooch. I don't know why. I feel like we're gonna figure these things out, and it's gonna be horrifying. I just like when he, I just like when she goes to take the gloves off every time because yeah. she can't grip them off. Obviously, she's yeah. gonna bite them off. Um, I also like the the brother buying him a child soldier is kind of fucked up. Kinda, yeah. Um, and I'd like some more explanation about that. Presumably, we will get. I hope. Yeah, I hope. Um, it is a little bit slow. Like nothing happened in that third episode, but I was almost happy. It what didn't. do you mean? Tons of stuff happened in that third episode. Well, she goes to doll school and, and like met a gets friend. A, and met a friend and, and then, got her thing. Well, I was really hoping I was like, man, if we're gonna do the like, you know, <laughs> letter writing school, trying to be the best at letter writing school, we have really pushed this trope way too far off the cliff. Um, no, what's interesting is she she is automatically the best at letter writing school until it comes to describing or trying to describe emotion. Which I low-key love. Yeah. I love her letters. Yes. They're reports. Um, Doing fine. She's like uh, the best way to describe her is like Drax. Like she's like Yeah. So if she meets her friend and she has to like it's like it's like I'd write to my parents, but I don't know what I would say to them. Nothing's really happened. And that's basically what? Violet writes. They read the letter and it's like, hello, mother and father. I am fine. There's I nothing to re- nothing has happened since I last saw you. I have nothing to report. I do not know what to say to you. Goodbye. The end. Um which is also which is interesting. And she get but she writes her first letter with emotion in it. Kind S- of. Sort of emotion. But you know, it's a start. And she gets to see a really awesome view. <laughs> she, go, she goes to the top of a clock tower. She gets the brooch, right? Yes. And the reason we find out the reason he's not get, getting paid that month is because he spent all his money getting the brooch back for her. On the black market. On the yes. black market. Um, I don't know. There's like bits of, I think way more happened in the third episode than the second episode. Really? Yeah, that's probably true. First episode, I, I remember saying I thought the first episode was like 
could have worked as a short. It was just kind of like perfection. Like I yeah. just loved everything about that first episode. Yeah. Um, I just wish someone would actually like talk to her. Like be like, this is why we do these. Like we don't eat to like, we eat when we're hungry and we also eat to socialize. So stop <laughs> being a freaking weirdo. Did you not bring any food? I was taught not to eat. Eat on missions. <laughs> like eat as much on missions. And someone would be like, this is not a mission. Uh, you've watched it more recently than I have. Why yeah. did she not stay with the Ever Gardens? She gets introduced to them, and that's where she gets the name from. Um, she doesn't she say because she talks to grandma for a hot minute. And <laughs> she wants she wants to like do something, or she's like, if you're not going to do something with me, then like throw me away. Oh, okay. Because I'm I'm like a machine, like I am a thing to do, which is also terrible. But instead of He's, I guess he's worried about her mental health and is like, well, you can come work for me. I can give you something to do. I must have missed that line because it was like she was there and then it was like he was <laughs> he brought her there and was yeah. like, look, these will be your family. Yeah. And then it was like, OK, no, maybe you come with me. And I didn't pick up why that. Yeah. Why that was. Um, yeah. And just the literally 25 seconds you get of her in that first episode, like the flashback of yeah. her in the war was like. <laughs> Okay, shit. Yeah, like literally her arms got blown off. Yeah. And she was still trying to... Oh, the biting thing probably has something to do with the fact that she started dragging him with her mouth. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, psychological issues. Um, Yeah, because her arms got blown off. And she was still like, I'm going to save you. Fun. Yep. War is awful. Yeah. So is it enough for you to uh, stick with it week to week? Or are you mm. like, meh, fill me in. Okay. There are things that I loved that I can't remember to watch. Like I, I passed. Um, oh, what's the thing we did two times ago? Erased. Erased. I keep on forgetting that it exists, and then about to go to bed and like passing it in Netflix, and being like, "No, <laughs> I really want to know what happens." Um, so I don't think so, unless. At some point, I, I spoke briefly a couple weeks ago about um, needing surgery in the spring. Right. Unless my recovery is like, I catch up on everything ever, um, then maybe I will watch this. But 40 other things will come out between now and then, so. Yeah. Well, I'll keep you updated, and if anything amazing happens. You force um, me to watch I'll it. I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make you a sizzle reel. <laughs> Excellent. You treat this like I treat Devil Man Cry, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Google, YouTube. Uh, Special, important, later. important a parts of that. Like, watch this emotion. Watch this emotional bit. Oh, yeah. wasn't that emotional? How beautiful. Aww. Moving on. Um, I give it a seven. I'll take it. I mean, the art again is just unbelievable. Like absolutely gorgeous. Love it. Um, everything's so beautiful. But Her the story itself. Fine. Her outfit is weird. It's fine. It's not like, at least they didn't do like crazy boobs or like, here, wear this non-existent lingerie and it has special powers. Um, but no, I am not over that yet. Um, but it was still kind of weird. <laughs> well, that is on your Netflix. New episodes drop every Thursday from now for the next uh, two and a half months or so. Cool. If you're inclined to check that out, that is where you can find it. And I believe that's going to do it. I think that's it. For us. I think we're going to get out of here. Back back on it. To the next 100. To the next 100. <laughs> we don't have any um, alcohol this time, so I can't get tipsy. But No. Maybe we should, <laughs> we should make that more of a habit, perhaps. I don't know. We'll see We'll see what the summer holds. Oh, man. Fuck yeah. When it starts getting sweltering in here again. I can get some more of that Jamaican drink. 
Oh, yeah, we'll get all the sorrel. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It's all fine. Sorrel. <laughs> I really want that to be the drink of the show. Woo, sorrel. Um, that is going to do it for us, as said at the top. If you have a, a sorrel recipe you would like to share with us, there are a few ways you can do that. On Twitter at GeekDownPod, on Instagram at GeekDownPod. Email us geekdownpod at gmail.com or the Facebook group. Which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. If you would like to support this endeavor, you can find out how to do that at our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash geekdownpod. And yeah, I believe that will do it for us for next week. Thank you so much for joining us, friends, as you do every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we will be back next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek, Geek Down, Down Podcast. Pod. Woo! See you guys next week. But no actual cocaine. No. I mean, I can probably crush something in my bag to make it. You can snort it. Oh, hey. Yeah. I've totally got, I've got uh, Tylenol 3s. <laughs> I'm not snorting Tylenol 3s. <laughs> I can, I can roll the bill. Okay, fine. <laughs>